If you have your Bibles this morning, you need to turn to the 16th chapter of Mark. Mark chapter 16. I've already told class today that I've really been struggling. Uh, say, what, what, man, you mean you can't get up for Resurrection Sunday? No, 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 that's, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is there is so much to say about it. And you are already, already uh, thinking about having that ham and, or lamb or whatever you might have. You're already worrying about do we have enough food for the ones that are going to come over. Uh, by the way, family, I invited the whole class over for uh, lunch today, so I hope we have enough at the house. But uh, anyway, if we don't, we'll go get crystals or something. But, uh, but uh, we all have all kinds of distractions, do we not? Let's just be honest with it. I mean, and hear where I'm saying and where I'm coming from this morning. I have nothing against uh, the big productions and uh, they have candy falling from the sky. Uh, they're, they're doing all kinds of things. I, I, I'm, I'm not here to fuss about that. I'm not saying they're doing, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is there, there, there are a lot of churches that are making a big, big deal out of it. And they should. And they should. But I want you to know we make a big deal of it every Sunday we meet. We don't do nothing any different. Or we're going to have a little bit more singing and oh, why not like that. But we, ba- uh, we, we pretty much do this every Sunday. Because every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Uh, matter of fact, here again, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm not trying to be negative here. Uh, but uh, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that you can have Easter services on Saturday. Saturday is the Sabbath. By the way, that was given to the Jews. The reason why we meet on the first day of the week is because that's when Jesus got out of the grave. And that's why we have church on Sunday. We have church on Sunday to let everybody know, not just on April the 1st, but every Sunday we're celebrating and we're praising the one who lives and lives forevermore. So... Having said all that, I feel much better. I want you to turn to the 16th chapter. If you had to put a title on this morning's message, a very simple title. First. First. We all know what leads up, and I mean verse number 9, and that's all we're going to be able to get to this morning. Verse number 9, chapter 16 of Mark. Now, we also understand that Mark, uh, he gives a different slant, if you will, pertaining to the crucifixion and the resurrection. You also have to go in Luke uh, chapter 24 and also John chapter 20 to kind of get it all together. That is not because it's contradiction. It's just because Mark kind of hits the highlights. The other ones kind of fill in uh, the gaps there. Uh, But we come to understand that Jesus has gone through an illegal trial. The only reason why he was standing before the religious uh, folks there is because they didn't like what he said about himself. He said he was the Messiah. 
He said, if you see God, you see the me. He said he was equal with God. Oh, they didn't like that. Matter of fact, it still goes true today, does it not? They'll talk about God and they don't have any problems with God. They'll even talk about Jesus, the historical Jesus. But then when you start saying that he was all God and he was all man, by the way, that's what the Bible says. That's what we believe. They get upset. They get incensed. They want to fight you over that. Well, that's worth fighting over. Because without the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're wasting our time this morning. If you don't have the resurrection, we don't, we'll be just like any other religious group. But we serve a risen Savior this morning. And so in chapter number 16, look at verse number 9. It says, Now when Jesus was risen early the first day, can you say first day? First day. Now the first day is the first day, right? He says he was risen early the first day of the week. That means Sunday, right? First day of the week. This is the first day of the week. That's the reason why we're here this morning. And he goes on and says, And he appeared first. First. Now, that word first is an interesting word. It can mean place. It could mean uh, uh, rank. Or it could mean honor. And so here, he says, He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Now, there's a whole lot we can say, but time limits us and... I've been struggling with what to preach, but I could not leave this verse, verse, verse number 9. I couldn't get away from the fact that Mary was the first one to see him. The question now, why was she first? What's so special about Mary? Well, the Bible tells us here that uh, the first time she met Jesus... She had demons in her. The first time she met Jesus, the Bible says she had not just one demon, she had seven demons. She was demon-possessed. She was wicked. She was as far away from God as anyone could be. But that first encounter, just like this encounter, the first time she met Him, she was demon-possessed. But after this first visit, she was never the same again. Oh, oh I, I, I'm, I'm, fixing to, I'm fixing to have one right here. Just on that one verse right here. Do you understand? We're not talking about someone uh, that, uh, that uh, was a, a nice girl, uh, someone that grew up in church, someone that went uh, to Awana, someone that had a, a, a Christian home, someone that uh, never really got into bad trouble. I'm talking about a demon-possessed woman. And I'm telling you today that I believe that there are still demons. And there are people who can be demon-possessed. But wait a minute. Don't, sometimes we go to the other end of the spectrum. We think there's a de the devil behind every bush. And we need to be careful about that. What we also need to understand this morning is 
I don't know where you're at in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know why you came to a, a Resurrection Sunday service. I don't know what your heart intent was. I don't know what your attitude is. But I can tell you one thing. No matter who you are, you need to come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You don't have to be demon-possessed. You just need to understand without Jesus Christ, you are doomed and destined for a place called hell. That's what the Bible says. And as I was thinking this morning, and, and I, I see that, you know, everybody wants to be, all preachers want to be on their A game on Sunday. And all preachers want to make sure they got it, um, because this is a big day. And I'm going to, I'll just be honest, I'm going to be transparent with you this morning. Sometimes that gets me in trouble, but, you know, it's the truth. I was wrestling with this. I'm thinking, man, I got a lot of pressure on me. I got a lot of stress. This place is going to be packed out. There's going to be people that haven't been here for a while and they're going to be there. And I, I got to have something to say. And I started realizing that I was, uh, in my conversation, I was saying I a whole lot. That's a bad place to be. And so I, I thought, well, Lord, I, you know, I, I, we got to have some, we got to have some, we got to have some excitement. We got to have some charisma about it. And, I, and I, I'm wrestling with that. And I, I came to the text and I said, there's so much in this text and I won't have time to do it. And I, I mean, I'm just going on and on and on. And then the Holy Spirit said, what are you doing? You just get up there and you preach the gospel. And you don't worry about what you're going to do. And you need to take the stress off of you because this thing ain't about you anyway, Mike. This thing's about me. And I'm telling you what, when I came, and it was just uh, as I was going into Sunday school class, God set me free, and God went ahead and released all that stuff that I had put on myself. And I've come to tell you today, this thing ain't about how well Mike's going to preach today. This thing ain't not how well we're going to have any spirit, uh, side effects or anything like that. This is just Mike uh, getting himself out of the picture and just preach Jesus, 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 Jesus. So you come, if you're wanting to know about Jesus, you came to the right place. We're going to preach Jesus this morning because He's the one that deserves all of our glory. He's the one that has paid the price. He's the one that shed His blood. He's the one that rose in victory on that third day. He's the one that's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And He's the one that's going to come and carry us home one glorious, sweet, wonderful day. Just preach Jesus, Mike. So Mary, she sees Jesus. Now she came early, the Bible said. Why did she come early? I believe it's because she was wanting to let herself know that she had fallen in love with this man called Jesus. She couldn't forget what he did for her that first time. The problem with too many of us is We've forgotten about that first time we've met Jesus. There was a church there in the book of Revelation. Jesus was writing to the seven churches. In this church, he said, you forgot your first love. Some of you have forgotten your first love. Now, I'm not here to beat up on you. I'm not here to, uh, to uh, say, well, you know, we can just get rid of you. I don't care what, the, uh, what they think. I, I'll go ahead and say, well, I want to. Now, I'm not, that's not my intent. I want you to hear my heart this morning. Amen. 
But some of you have lost your first love because it's been a while since you've been in his house. You lost your first love. Mary never got over the fact that she'd been delivered from her demons. And you may have a demon. It might be alcoholism. You may have a demon. Maybe it's pill addiction. Maybe you have whatever the sin that has beset you and the stronghold that it has upon you. There's somebody here that needs to be set free this morning and you need to encounter the living God and you need to understand that Jesus is wanting to receive you. He's wanting to forgive you of your sin. He's done everything He can to let you know how much He loves you. See, today, this is not about how much He loves us. Well, that's already been decided that's already been decided. This, what we're doing today, is showing how much we love Him. Mary never got over it. She went, and she went because she just loved Jesus. But there's another story in the Bible. It's in, found in Luke chapter 7. There was another woman who was in love with Jesus. The Bible says that she found out that he was going to be at a particular house. She goes to this house. She was not invited. She came, and she came because she just loved Jesus. The Bible tells us in this story that she brought an alabaster box. This alabaster box was full of very expensive perfume. It, no, we do not know how long she had to save to get this perfume. Probably came from somewhere over in uh, India. Uh, it's been told that the price of this, in equivalent to today's term, would be $15,000, $20,000. So she comes to this house. And of course, there's the crowd there. And uh, the religious leaders are there. Too many people today are not able to get to Jesus because of the religious folk. Too many people are not able to come to Jesus because well, we have those who have self-righteous. Uh, there's somebody maybe today that you maybe uh, feel inadequate. You look around and you're thinking, I don't know if I'm really dressed properly or whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you, we need to be careful, church, that we do not push people away. We're here to pe bring people in. It doesn't matter what they wear. It doesn't matter where they look. It doesn't matter what part of the neighborhood they live in. It doesn't matter what their uh, past has been. We all need to be able to be conscious of the fact that somebody needs to come to Jesus today. And would it not be a shame that you're the very person that's keeping somebody from Jesus I got my act together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I, 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 I did a little drinking on the... Uh, I know, I, I did this and I, I did that. But I'll tell you what, I, I, I feel pretty good about myself now. Shame on you. The only reason why you're able to be where you're at in your spiritual walk is because of the grace of God. 
It wasn't because of your name. It wasn't because your granddaddy was a preacher. It doesn't matter if you've been brought up in this church. It doesn't matter if you're a Sunday school teacher. None of that matters. We need to understand we're all equal at the foot of the cross. We all come by the same way. And all of us ought to be celebrating and shouting the glory down to understand it wasn't because of what I did, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. And by the way, He did it because of grace. We all come by grace. It's grace that we're saved, not of works, lest any man should boast, is what the Bible tells us. And so here, she brings her alabaster box. Now you can hear the rumbling. What is she doing in here? Do you know who she is? Who invited her? We hear it in our churches. Now we might not be vocal about it, but we might as well be saying if it's in our heart. And so here she comes. Notice she doesn't come and, and she comes humbly. And the Bible says that she got down and she broke that alabaster box and poured all of it on the precious feet of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pharisees over there and says, get, get her out of here. This is a disgrace. How can somebody act so foolish? And they're the ones that should have been at the feet of the Lord's Savior. But because they believed they had arrived, they thought they were just a little bit better than someone else. And so here we see Mary and this woman and we talk about... Now notice she goes and tomb's empty. And then she sees Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm thinking it's going like this. Oh, hey, Jesus. Hadn't seen you in a while. Oh, yeah, you're resurrected. I'll go tell the others. I'll get back with you. Hey, Jesus... uh, He's out of the grave. You think that's how that thing went down? Son, she's going, Whoa, Jesus! Oh, Jesus! You're alive, Jesus! Oh, you're alive, Jesus! Oh, I'm telling you, she's probably embracing him. She's probably kissing on him. She's just loving on him. The woman in the alabaster box, it said that she dried uh, his feet with her hair. She didn't care what everybody else said about her. She just was worshiping Jesus. By the way, you be careful that you criticize how somebody worships Jesus. You be careful how you say, well, I don't worship like that. Okay. But let someone who's fallen in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, if that's the way they express themselves, then they need to express themselves. I'm telling you, she saw Jesus. And she couldn't get over it. So when she goes and tells him, she says, Hey, Jesus is alive. And being the Baptist that they were, they said, Okay, yeah, right. She's had an emotional breakdown. Yep, she's done lost it. She has lost her mind. So here she goes and she tells them. 
Hey, J- Jesus, Jesus is life. Now watch this. She went to the tomb because of her love for Jesus. In Luke 7, that woman went because she loved Jesus. They worshiped Jesus because they never, ever got over what Jesus had done for him. I'm telling you, church, when we come to realize what Jesus has done for us, I believe we're going to get a little bit excited. I'm not saying we're going to have to jump over pews and do all that. Matter of fact, I think the Holy Spirit doesn't operate like that. The Holy Spirit keeps us under control. But I also understand that we ought to be expressive in our worship because we're just saying, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I don't know what's brought you here this morning, but I pray that it's because you love Jesus. But it could be that you've lost your first love. Your love is not like it used to be. Now, guys, I'm going to help you out here. You want to do something that shows that you love your wives, right? And all the men say, Amen. Amen. And all the women say, I wish he would. (laughs) Understand that. And so you do things just kind of out of character. Now, of course, the first instincts they have is he's messed up somewhere. <laughs> you come home one day and you have flowers. She says, oh, man, she, he's done something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or he's lost his job. Uh, something's bad. At and you say, no, I'm just doing it because I love you. Amen. That's what we're talking about here. Amen. They were just showing Jesus how much they loved him. And sometimes people look and say, you did what? Guys, for example, if you go home, your wife's over dinner, you say, honey, let's watch a movie tonight. And she's thinking, not another Western. (laughs) I've seen enough war movies. And then you say, honey, I'm thinking about what's on Hallmark Channel tonight. (laughs) Some of you already tried it, hadn't you? (laughs) And she'll go, what? What What did you say? Oh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we'll watch one of those Hallmark. And I, I don't watch Hallmark, and probably the reason why my relationship is with my wife. But anyway... But I'm sure they probably still have those Christmas movies on. (laughs) And so you say, no, honey, no, I'll I'll watch a movie with you. And she's thinking, what is up with this? And then you you, you use that and you watch the whole movie. And she says, man, I can't figure this out. The next day, you say, she say, why did you want to watch that movie? What what do you want? What, What are you fixing to buy? You're trading your bass boat in for a bigger one. No, honey, I just want to let you know I love you, and I just want to be—I just want to hang out with you. And I knew you like those kind of movies. I just wanted—that will say volumes. 
You did it just because you loved them. That's what Mary did. She came just because she loved them. You're as close to God as you want to be. James chapter 4 verse 8 tells us that. So my question for you this morning is, how close are you to Him? How close are you? Are you just thinking about Him ever so often? Every two weeks? Once a month? Christmas, Easter? How close to God do you really want to be? He is as close as He wants to be to you. But you have to decide how close you want to be to Him. That's what Mary shows us here. She was the first that Jesus saw. We go on through the text here, and we're not going to have time to develop that. I'm just concentrating on this, is that how much do we really love Jesus? That's what this thing's really all about. We see Mary could not contain herself. Mary couldn't forget what she used to be. What's happened many times of those of us who have been in the faith for quite some time, we kind of lose track of where we came from. My daddy used to tell me every time I would go out somewhere, he says, boy, don't forget where you've come from. And then he would say, don't you do anything that will cause shame to the family name. We're part of the family of God here. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we need to be careful because there's a lost and dying world that's watching you And they're not listening to your words, but they're watching your actions. They know how often you go. They know, yeah, they'll be, they'll be this Easter, it's Easter. I'm telling you, oh, Mike and them, they're going to be driving out of the driveway. Ah, yeah, there they go. What about next Sunday? What about the Sunday after that? What about the next three Sundays, are they going to be able to say the same thing? See, what they're watching is, and then you go over and you try to invite them. Hey, won't you come to our sunrise, or, or we don't have sunrise service, but uh, it felt like it was sunrise this morning when I got up. But <laughs> won't you come to our service today? And they're looking to say, well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, come, man, we're going to, oh, it's going to be good, 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 good. Oh, we would just like love to have you. Matter of fact, if you're not doing anything for lunch, you can come and have lunch with us. It's Resurrection Sunday. Oh, man, we're celebrating. And they're looking at you and saying, well, why hadn't you told me this before? Why don't I see you pulling out every Sunday? How close to God are you? How much do you really love Jesus? It's amazing to me that we have to come up and think of all kinds of things. Here again, I'm not poor-mouthing those that are doing things like this, but I'm telling you, it wouldn't, shouldn't it just be enough because we just love Jesus? 
I mean, do we have to have a rodeo? Do we have to have fireworks going off? Do we have to have candy dropping from the sky? If that's what we're distracting them with, then you're going to have to one-up that next time to get them. Why don't we just go ahead and settle? We are coming to church Every Sunday, we're celebrating. We're making a big deal out of it every Sunday. We're not going to have candy dropping from the sky. We're not going to have fireworks going off. We're just going to give you Jesus. Just give you Jesus. And that's exactly what we're doing this morning. We're just come to give you Jesus. Because He's the one that died for your sins. He's the one that shed His blood. He's the one who went through the torment. He's the one that took all the depravity of man upon Him. He's the one that took your sins. He's the one that died in your place and in my place. And He's the one that shed His innocent, pure blood so your sins could be forgiven. And he's the one that was placed in the tomb. And he's the one that rose the third day. And he's the one that's sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us even as we speak. And he's the one that's coming again. We give you Jesus. Mary, that's all she needed. Jesus. The woman in Luke chapter 7, all she needed was Jesus. If you go and you talk to someone that Jesus healed, I dare say that if they were able to speak to us this morning, they would say, I just need Jesus. George Beverly Shea used to sing the song, All I Need is Jesus. Folks, that's all we need. I'm not discounting all the other things that I've just... There's somebody that's lost today. And you don't need bells and whistles. You don't need to have fireworks going on. You just need Jesus. And you need to fall in love with Jesus. There's somebody here that you've lost your first love. You've kind of wandered away. Life has kind of messed things up. You started having children. Oh, Oh, man. My kids keep us busy, keep us busy, keep us busy. You've let work. Oh, man, work, man. Oh, I'm telling you, they're, they're covering us up. And, I, I, you know, I can't miss a day. And, you know, they're paying me good money and all that. All that's well and good. I understand all of that. But what's happened to some of you is that you've lost your first love. And when you leave your first love, you're not as near to God as you need to be. And that's the reason why you'll say things like, I don't understand why they get so excited. Well, if you fell in love with Jesus, you'd understand why we get excited. Because we're here to tell you that I did not deserve what He's given me. I'm here today to tell you it's not because of my education. I'm here today to tell you that it's not because of the flowery speech, the eloquent speech. It's not any of that. I stand before you as you sit where you're, and every one of us say, it's all because of the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we're able 
to be where we're at today. Now, I understand this morning I told you I've wrestled. I, I, I got about 20 rabbits, and I've probably chased about half of them. But I'm here to come to tell you today is that you just need Jesus. You need to know Him for the first time. This invitation is going to be for you. We'll have people that will help you with that. They'll show you in the Word of God how you can be saved and how you can have a personal relationship with a risen Savior. Many of you, you've kind of wandered away and Jesus is not as exciting as He used to be in your life. But you came to recognize, now I understand why my life is not what it ought to be. We're so disorganized at our house. Nothing's falling into place. I mean, I don't have time. That's some of the reason why I can't make it every Sunday because that's our catch-up day. My dear friend, when you give Jesus rightfully first place in your life, He'll go ahead and organize everything else for you. Everything else will fall right into place.